The Holy Gospel is written in the 16th chapter of uh, the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the 16th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall, shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So I'm going to talk this afternoon about confusion and childbirth. Um, neither are really easy topics for a sermon, as we prefer to talk about certainty rather than confusion when it comes to faith. And of course, when men talk about childbirth, it's always on the basis of a lack of lived experience, even when you were present at the birth of both of your children. Let's start with confusion, though, which for all our focus on certainty in the Christian faith is actually an encouraging topic to address because it shows the realism and the honesty of the Gospels. The Gospels could easily have been written as a kind of hagiography of uh, Jesus' disciples, but instead what we get is a warts and all account. The disciples were fallible human beings just as we are, yet they ended up being mightily used by God. And that is hugely encouraging for us, as it says that we can experience the same within our own lives and ministry. The confusion that the disciples experience here in our gospel reading is in relation to Jesus' teaching. He says to them, you won't see me, then you will. You will grieve and be in pain and then you will rejoice. I am going to the Father and then the Advocate will come to you. These were the messages that Jesus was giving to his disciples just before the events of his passion. With hindsight, we can understand what he was saying. But we can understand too that at the time, 
it was confusing for the disciples and as is clear from our gospel reading, they didn't really understand what he was saying to them. Jesus was trying to prepare them for his crucifixion when of course they would no longer see him as he would have died and been buried and also for his resurrection when joyfully and miraculously they would then see him again. But both those events were really so far outside their frame of reference at the time that they struggled to understand what he was talking about. Again, with hindsight, we can see that he was talking to them about his death and resurrection, trying to prepare them for that. Although we can see that in a way that the disciples could not at the time, there is, of course, still much in our own experience and understanding of the work of God in the world that we don't understand. Questions, for example, about suffering, free will, and our human propensity to evil which mean that we, like the disciples, will often feel confused in the same way um, that they did at this time. Later, they were able to look back and see that Jesus knew what he was talking about and he knew what he was doing. And on the basis of that, they learned to trust the work of God in the world, even though they didn't always understand exactly what was going on. And we need to do the same and to develop a trust that although we often don't understand how, God is actually working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. In addition, Jesus wants us to understand that the pattern of his, of his death and resurrection is also our natural and normal experience as human beings which we should expect to see worked out in our lives as well. And this I think is partly why he equates his experience of death and resurrection to childbirth. He says to his disciples, you are going to go through an experience that is very like that of childbirth. There will be a time when I am no longer with you and you will grieve and you will be in pain. And that time will be like the pain that is experienced in labor. And then I will return to you through the resurrection and you will feel immense joy. The kind of joy that a mother feels when she first receives her newborn baby in her arms. The kind of joy that overwhelms and overshadows the pain that was felt earlier. And because he equates his unusual personal mission with an experience that is natural and normative for large numbers of the population in every generation, Jesus is, I think, suggesting to us that this pattern of death and resurrection, of pain before birth, of grief and joy, is one that will characterize our experience as Christians meaning that whenever we are in a place of pain, grief, or have the sense that death is in some way occurring within our lives, that we should not despair because we can trust that resurrection, rebirth, or new life is actually just around the corner and will become our experience in the future. 
So when we are in the midst of confusion, pain, or grief, it is, of course, very hard to believe this and to trust that change will come. And that is why Jesus wants to prepare us as he tried to prepare his disciples and wants us to understand that that will be our experience throughout our lives, that we will all move through periods of pain and grief before then experiencing new life and resurrection. His crucifixion and resurrection provide us with an understanding that the disciples did not possess before his passion. The question is whether we will use that greater knowledge and understanding to prepare ourselves for the cycles of death and rebirth that remain to be experienced in the remainder of our time here on earth. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.